You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I'm your host, Michael Kushner. Thank you to Broadway Podcast Network for allowing me the space to talk with you every other week. Love you all so much. I wanted to start this episode out with just some, like always, honest thoughts. I'm feeling refreshed, you know, it's the new year, and, and, um... I'm feeling refreshed and I started taking vitamins and adding some healthier, implementing some healthier things into my life. And uh, I've really noticed a a difference in my mindset and my attitude and uh, the post-COVID long hauler things I'm um, experiencing. But uh, I am feeling overwhelmed and a little tired in this very moment and that's okay we have to remind ourselves that we are surviving a pandemic right now that life has completely changed and for me I sort of think that I'm existing as if life is not in the middle of a pandemic and it's okay that I'm feeling overwhelmed and it's okay that I'm feeling tired and if you are feeling the same way that's okay because things are not normal right now. There's so much political unrest and there's a virus going on and there's so much negativity happening that it's okay to not be okay and tomorrow will be better and we're going to make it through this together. That being said, if you are looking for a really awesome, great, hysterical, funny inspiring nostalgic show Fran Lebowitz's Pretend It's a City on Netflix is incredible specifically episode 2 they start sort of catering to the multi-hyphenate without using the term and it's really inspiring it's really grounding as well my boyfriend Remy and I were watching it and we tried to make it go as slow as possible just because it's so lovely and it just it really makes you time travel and long for the days of bookstores and parties and humor that we don't hear anymore or read anymore. It's really fabulous and I highly recommend it to every artist, especially those multi-hyphenates. 
As a reminder, I teach with my co-hosts Ashley Kate Adams and Kimberly Faye Greenberg, both who are dear multi-hyphenate alumni. I teach a workshop with them. It's a week-long workshop, and we cater to your multi-hyphenate experiences and help you come up with specific goals and projects and it's an amazing class called multi-hype we get you hyped to be a multi-hyphenate we have a series coming uh, a new session coming out um, in february that you can sign up for so go to multihypeworkshop.com and send us an email inquire to be a part of our fifth session it's going to be amazing I'm really excited to be joining Bridge to Broadway. Thanks, Eric Lieberman. Bridge to Broadway offers online masterclasses and interactive conversations between emerging artists and seasoned pros. And on January 22nd at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm up and it's free. So if you head to bridge to broadwayonline.com, you can engage in this free workshop with me. I'm really, really excited to be a part of it. Previous artists, that have been a part of Bridge to Broadway are Cheetah Rivera and Joel Gray, and I really can't believe I'm in their company. I'm super excited to be a part of it, and I hope to see you there. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to me or, you know, ask me for my help or do a coaching session or a Zoom session, I am here. It's very funny. I have people reaching out, and they're like, I didn't think you'd actually respond. I'm like, no, no, no. That's why I put it in my podcast, because I will respond. I'm here to net weave with you i'm here to help you out and we can together share experiences and we can all be better multi-hyphenates if we hold each other accountable so reach out go to michaelkushneronline.com there's a dear multi-hyphenate tab contact me through there or follow me on instagram at the michael kushner or at dear multi-hyphenate so let's get this episode started, shall we? I am so excited to welcome Kaisha Hughley, who is a multi-hyphenate that I met through TikTok. Isn't that wild? TikTok. What social media is really doing for artists is pretty incredible because it it serves as a huge net weaving opportunity to meet people. Kaisha is a New York-based actor, singer, entrepreneur, creative, and educator originally born and raised in D.C. She's an artist who has appeared regionally as well as off-Broadway and in the cabaret circuit in New York City like 54 Below. People who know Kaisha know her as the woman who quit her full-time job with the federal government to become an actress. She documents her journey to Broadway and all things creative online via her personal brand, Kaisha Creates. When Kaisha is not on the stage, she's creating content for her online fan base on her podcast, A Kaisha Story, the YouTube channel, and blog. She also recently started a podcast with her husband, Quentin, called the Happily Hughley Podcast. Additionally, Kaisha is the manager of special programmings and initiatives and a faculty member at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, AMDA, New York, where she teaches courses on business of the arts and entertainment industry and social media marketing. Kaisha is committed to giving back and teaching the next generation of artists and creatives. 
So, if you've been listening to Dear Multi-Hyphenate, you will know that I start every episode off with a quote. And I like to find quotes that sort of, you know, deal with the idea, the vibe of what my guests and I are going to be talking about. Uh, The quote started, the quote idea started as, you know, I'm often inspired by Cynthia Henderson, my professor at Ithaca, uh, freshman year. Uh, we started every class with a quote because it it's a very simple way of achieving an objective. And then we would say the quote and our scene partner, whoever we decided to give it to in that day, would have to – we would say get it. And then that partner would say got it or they wouldn't got it. And you had to follow that objective and make sure that the intention of why you chose that quote would get through. And then eventually, if that did happen, they would say, got it. And then you would say, good, and you would move on. So we're going to do that now. And if my guest uh, doesn't understand why I said that, I invite her to be open and truthful with me. And the quote is a Chinese proverb. And he who asks is a fool for five minutes. But he who does not ask is a fool forever. My friends that are watching, I'm so excited to welcome Kaisha Hughley. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. I'm so excited that you're here because our relationship started in a very 2020 sort of a way. Oh, absolutely. I think we found each other through a hashtag on TikTok. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is pretty amazing. I mean, you know, from you're using multi-hyphenate on TikTok. I'm using multi-hyphenate on TikTok. And I wanted to get into your world, which was so beautifully shared on TikTok. So I love that we're working together in this way. Yes, me too. I love that, you know, this season of quarantine has made it possible for so many different people to be able to connect in ways we might not otherwise had done have done, like if we were, you know, in our normal everyday lives. I know. It's sort of amazing. So tell me about your story. How did you wind up as an ident- identifying as a multi-hyphenate? You know, wow. Um I think the best way to explain this is to talk about my journey a little bit in college. So when I was in college, I changed my major seven times and I still graduated on time, which is literally a miracle. I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. And when I went to college, I went to college with the idea that I was going to major in computer science and that I was going to, you know, have a stable job in IT and all the things. And I just kept jumping from thing to thing to thing. And I I, I literally could not figure it out. I just had all of these different interests and things that I was good at. And I excelled at most of the things that I changed to, but once I got out of college, I was like, yeah, this still isn't it. So I did what any normal millennial would do. I went to school <laughs> again. So I went and got a master's degree in arts management and that still wasn't it. And I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? And so I now realized looking back that that entire journey was just preparing me for these different hyphens, if you will, and allowing me to diversify myself when it comes to being an artist in theater, in the arts and entertainment industry and all the places. That's beautiful. And what I find to be so interesting is that 
uh, young students or, or uh, I find young younger students listen to this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what I remember, and I mean to speak on my experience, I don't mean to speak on anyone else's, but mm-hmm. what I remember is that the school journey was I had one objective and nothing would get in the way of that. And that mm-hmm. was auditioning for musical theater programs getting into one of my top schools, going for four years and graduating and mm-hmm. nothing would get in the way of that. And, and that is exactly what happened. But as I got through, mm-hmm. I realized that I had never just studied performing. I'd always used different aspects of myself. So by senior year, I was a uh, uh, the only student on the guest artist committee with my faculty. I was a TA and I uh, was hosting a radio station, Best of Broadway on WICB. So I was doing these three different, as well as being in the musicals and, and finishing out my BFA musical theater. So yeah. I, I was doing these four different, very specific hyphens that felt very real and genuine to me. So I think, mm-hmm. I think what I'm hearing from you is that there should not be a stigma regarding your collegiate education experience because you will end up where you are supposed to be and it seems like you have done so yeah absolutely and i i wholeheartedly agree with that i wish that someone would have told me like don't stress out so much about what you get your bachelor's degree in like it's okay if things change and it's, it's okay if things transition and shift i wish someone had just reassured me of that because i kept going back in search of this thing and I I think I found it now. I think my hyphens relate a lot more than they did during like my college and grad school years. But before that, I was just kind of a little bit like all over the place. I just had no idea. I I think I was stuck between the idea of stability and, you know, the governmental work that I had been pursuing and then my creative work. I didn't know how to monetize my creative work. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't do that as a career. Like I'll never make any money. I'll never, you know, survive. And that is honestly, the furthest thing from the truth so i'm so glad that i discovered that so let's rewind so you you went to college and you had that that journey the seven major journey and (laughs) then you started working with the government is that what happened okay so what was the moment what was the defining moment that you were like this isn't it i gotta i gotta switch so when I finished college, I will actually during college during the summer, I would go and intern at the US Department of State, I had an internship. And so that internship, once I graduated from graduate school ended up turning into a full time job. And so I stayed with the department for a long time, because I had health insurance, you know, the money was really good. And it allowed me to do all of the different things that I wanted to do at that time, which was really get on my feet, get my own place, I ended up buying a house with my husband, we got married, all these things. And so I after, you know, I got married, that was actually when I was like, okay, like I hate my career though. So I need to do something about this. This is not great. And that led me to go on my very first audition at the age of 25. And I said, you know what, I'm going to give theater a try. I've never done this before. I don't know what this is going to be like, but I really want to see what it's like to be on stage and make this thing a career. And so that's where that journey began. Well, I'm so glad that you did that because you're such a beautiful performer. You're, you have such an incredible essence. And Thank you. of course, you're so welcome. And um, multi-hyphenates, in my opinion, have to be fearless leaders. They have to yeah. uh, They have to lead by example and say it is okay to make 
decisions that change yourself and may and allow you to go on other journeys i mean were you scared when you went on these journeys or were did it yeah. feel so right that it was like no there's this this was good i, I wasn't scared well, how did you feel you know it, it was definitely some fear in there i think that um, it didn't really get real until I actually moved to New York. I'm from Washington, D.C. So when I was in D.C. and, you know, I was talking about doing it, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, I'm doing this thing. And then when I had my goodbye, like going away party from the office that I was leaving, you know, they asked me to give a speech, you know, the obligatory, you know, last words or whatever. And everyone wanted to know what job I was going into. And they wanted to know, like, what new office I was going to. And they were like, so are you going to United Nations or like? where are you going in New York? Cause they assumed I was going into government work. And I said, yeah, I'm going to be an actor. And it was dead silent. I was just like, okay. And that was kind of a moment for me. Like, yeah, I'm doing something that most people don't do. And you know what? It's okay. It's scary, but we, we got to give this thing a try. We have to give this thing a try, you know? And I think fear, fear, what is your relationship with fear? Because I, as long as it's like when when fear isn't mixed with anxiety for me, mm-hmm. that's when it's fun. That's when it's sort of like I'm going to leap and the yep. net will appear, you know, but then there's the anxiety. And for me, anxiety comes out when I'm comparing myself in a social way. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like this whole TikTok thing is really, really scary for me. But the reason why I'm sort of like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks and like messing up and making three videos a day and like trying to do whatever and like follow trends is because I noticed the last time I did that, the last time that I compared myself on a social media journey, Mm -hmm. I found myself getting more and more and more behind when it came to my identity, when it came to, when it came to sharing my stories on a virtual way. And um, I found myself really sort of uh, slow in that development. So now with TikTok, I'm sort of like, you know what? I don't care what anyone says now. I don't care who's talking about me. I don't care who's making fun of my videos. I don't care who decides to follow me. I'm going to find my niche and I'm going to commit to it because I know a year from now, I'm not going to be playing catch up. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think that a platform like TikTok, it's really challenging not to compare yourself to the other things that you see, especially as an artist, because you want your art, you want your creations to be, you know, top level, high quality, all the things. And so when you're seeing these creators who literally, some some of these videos, I'm like, how do people create this stuff? I'm like, what are you guys using to edit your videos? I'm literally like in awe at some of the things that I see. And so I agree that it is very challenging not to compare yourself and to stay motivated to stay on your own journey to create what it is that you feel you should create it's it's wild because tiktok is not it's it's what is it it's 15 to 60 second storytelling yep and the multi-hyphenate even though it is more and more people are talking about what a multi-hyphenate is it has always existed. It has always existed. But now younger artists are starting to realize that they can be one too. And, and that's okay. You know, yeah. I think 
if you have to explain to your parents or your uncle or your aunt that you're going to go to New York and be an actor, you might as well throw in and be like, actually, I'm going to be an actor, photographer, producer, and writer. Watch Watch them faint. But you know what? Might as well kill two birds with one stone, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I just think that TikTok is really good. And I can't believe I'm saying this because last week I was saying, I'm never getting on TikTok. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Now here I am constantly trying to figure out how to <laughs> broaden my identity with it. And yeah. um, But I think so far it's been really good. I'm reaching a lot new, a lot of new people that, yeah. are, that are fans and are able to um, – express themselves in a way i think with anything we do we need an objective right we know there's a reason why we're doing it and i think i'm finding a way my my relationship with tiktok is that i'm giving people a a safe space people that don't normally have space safe spaces to create themselves Mm -hmm. i'm to create for themselves or for others, I'm giving them that platform to do that. Have you sort of found uh, what your why or what your objective or what your purpose on TikTok is? You know, I'm still discovering it. I have been in this kind of consistency challenge with myself to make sure that I'm posting, you know, every day during December. I just want to get like at least three to four videos up every day, no matter what. Every day, three to four. Yeah, every day. I'm trying. Not perfect, but trying. Well, uh-huh. let's, hold, let's hold each other accountable. Let's do that because yeah. I didn't know three to four was like a thing. You know what's so crazy? People recommend that you post six to seven a day if you really want to grow. And I'm like, who has time to post six to seven TikToks? (laughs) Yes. So I'm like, okay, six to seven is a lot for me, but I can commit to three to four. So we can definitely hold each other accountable. My jaw is dropped right now because I'm kind of treating it like it's Instagram, right? Where like Mm -hmm. one post every other day. Let the logger, let the algorithm sort of settle. But what I'm also noticing is that a, a video I post today is going to pick up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. The algorithm is really unique on TikTok because your content has a longer shelf life, whereas on Instagram, the shelf life is much, much shorter. And so I think that a lot of creatives can really win on a platform like TikTok because, for example, there is a TikTok that I posted for Halloween where my husband and I transformed into characters from coming to America. And that, you know, TikTok literally had like 3,000 views, like the first day that I posted it but now it's up to 100k and I'm like when did that happen like how like why and it just literally happened a couple of days ago but I posted it on October 31st wow yeah and that's sort of amazing right because it's like it's you know uh, how uh, how I've had Instagram since 2012 Mm -hmm. when I studied abroad in London and just now I hit 10k on Instagram and like Mm -hmm. I just think I'm discovering with TikTok more people see more of your stuff in a shorter amount of time absolutely absolutely and because you know with Instagram you have the potential where you will stop as you're scrolling to like read a caption or to look at a carousel post with TikTok you can just bang out content back to back to back because the content is so short and so I think people can get through more content on TikTok than they can on Instagram sometimes I also think that the way to follow people is better on TikTok because you see you see more of the trends that you 
that your algorithm creates as opposed to just the people that follow you. So I'm, I'm like, I found Broadway Bob on Instagram and he and I think very much alike in the same way of Broadway history and Broadway content. And so basically every time I turn on, uh, turn, turn on TikTok, like I'm 89 years old to, you know, (laughs) click on TikTok it's like I see Broadway Bob first and there's some yeah. new clip that I love. Like just before I saw he had posted something about Madeline Kahn, who's my favorite. So I sat there for a minute and I was moved enough to even comment on his video. And, yep. you know, and it's like with you, I loved what you were doing. I, you know, I, I, I was moved by what you're doing. I loved your presence and I thought it was very clear and I wanted to welcome you into the Dear Multi-Infinite family just based on one TikTok. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And you know, it's so interesting when you put yourself out there as the thing that you really do truly identify as, you will start to find your people. And I was starting to feel a little bit, um, how do I put this? I was starting to feel a little bit like lonely, a little crazy. Cause I'm like, well, I want to do all the things. Why is it that I can't do everything? Like I want to produce, I want to write, I want to direct. I also want to act and I want to, you know, have my own production company and I, I, I want these things. Um, but a lot of times, depending on who you're speaking with, you can be met with resistance that like, oh, well, you're doing too much. You know, you, you should just really focus on acting or you should just really focus on just one of those things and maybe not do all of them. But I'm like, no, I believe that I can do all of them and I can have it all. And I want other people to know that as well, especially creatives of color, because there are so many places where I would say um, Black identifying people of color are not represented behind the table. And I'm really passionate about helping us to show up there. Um, so I really love this term, you know, multi-hyphenate, because I think it really gives me, this is the the title that makes the most sense for me, for everything that I do between that and creative, like that is, those are literally the words that I identify with most. And, you know, with what social media marketing will tell you or business marketing, they'll say, oh, you need to pick a niche and your niche has to be this one thing. And as I was trying to, you know, grow my Instagram account and even now on TikTok, I had no idea what that one niche was going to be. I was getting stressed out trying to narrow things down to one thing. And I'm like, if I narrowed my life down to one thing, people would be so bored. The reason why people follow me is because I am a multi-hyphenate. I do all the things. Mm -hmm. So that is the niche. So, yeah. I was just interviewed for a blog. And one of the things that I found myself saying was that I think that women people of color and members of the LGBTQ plus community find themselves to be multi-hyphenates because white straight men don't have to create opportunities for themselves nearly as much as the marginalized communities do. Mm. And I think that's why multi, I think multi-hyphenates are primarily made of, of us and it's because our stories are not have 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 not been mainstream have not been the go-to stories yep. they haven't been until very recently and even so you know like Issa Rae mm-hmm. um Lynn Manuel Miranda um Rachel Brosnahan you know those are three leading multi-hyphenates in the 
in the mainstream Hollywood industry. And yeah. that, but the crazy thing about that is that's okay for mm-hmm. out for our mom and dad, like and our aunts and uncles. That's okay. But as soon as right. it it's us with the big dreams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do that. You you have to pick one thing. You well, you how? What are you gonna? Right. I think it's working just fine. Right. <laughs> right. And I think you know, honestly, when I when I compare my life now to what my life was before this season, I'm happier than I've ever been because I'm doing the things that I love to do now. Obviously, in this specific season of 2020, life is strange and complicated and heavy. But in general, I would say that I'm much happier doing this work, being a creative, being an actor, being a producer, doing all of those things. What are some of the ways that your your life has changed in this moment? Because during this pandemic, for me, I I mean, there were four there was four months in this pandemic where my studio was closed because everything was closed and I opened up with phase two. And followed COVID regulations and restrictions and still am doing so. But I can list A, B, and C the way that my life has changed since then and the way that I carried those things into my life now. So what for you are ways that your life has changed? You know, it's so funny to think about because during 2019, I worked most of 2019. I worked on three shows throughout the year. And the last six months of the year, I had back-to-back shows. And during that time, I had done this little challenge where I decided I was going to upload two YouTube videos a week. Even though I was doing shows and I had a part-time job, I was like, I'm doing all of it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, I was so burned out that I said, okay, when the new year starts, when 2020 starts, the only thing I'm going to do is focus on trying to make my Broadway debut. I'm only going to take classes. I'm going to network. I'm going to take voice lessons. I'm going to train and I'm going to audition for Broadway and focus on getting the agent. Those are the only things that I'm doing in 2020. So I start the year off really strong. You know, I go to Italy for 15 days with my husband, take a little Mm. vacation. It was beautiful. We come back. I hit the girl. I hit the pavement. I'm like, okay, I'm at Pearl. I'm at Ripley Greer. I'm at all the places I'm auditioning. I end up booking uh, Kiki Boots at Art Center of Coastal Carolina and um, a concert at 54 Below. And I'm like, okay, great. Like this is, you know, going in the right direction, but I'm, you know, just focused on, I said Broadway only. Like I wasn't even posting on Instagram that often. I just said, I'm going to try something different. I'm I'm not going to be, I was kind of rebelling against my multi-hyphenate nature. I was like, I'm Mm -hmm. just focusing on Broadway. And then the pandemic happens Mm -hmm. and everything literally shifts. Like I, you know, I stopped my voice lessons in the way that I had been. I was going weekly. So I said, okay, well, um, let's, let's dial this back. Um, and just naturally I I continued to train, but it just had a different feel to it than what it was prior to, you know, the pandemic hitting. I also, um, ended up taking on a full-time job where I work. I work at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. And so Mm -hmm. I had worked there part-time, but now I work full-time. So taking on a full-time position and also trying to jump back into all of the creative projects I really put on hold. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm in full multi-hyphenate mode, if that makes any sense. Like Mm -hmm. I'm doing a little bit of everything. I started my production company over this time. I wrote a book. Um, I have you know, been trying to collaborate with as many, you know, creatives and artists as possible. So, so yeah. That's amazing. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And even when we do, you know, some, you said something that struck me, you know, in a certain way, like even when we do focus on one of our proficiencies, you know, mm-hmm. like if it's just Broadway, just I'm just focusing on going to, uh, you know, to be an actor on Broadway right now. You're not negating your other hyphens. You're just sort of exercising that one specific thing. Very true. You know, I don't, I, I, I just, I think that there are times where we need to brush up on our Shakespeare and, and say, look, I'm just devoting this one. I need to go back to school. I'm devoting this one moment and I'm going to strengthen my core when it comes to performance. And then I'll go back to working my three, four, five different proficiencies. And I don't think that makes you any less of multi hyphenate when you have that one goal. I once had a friend mm-hmm. that told me I was no, I was not an actor. And I was like, excuse me, okay. One, I'm very proud of being an actor. Even though I haven't worked on a contract since I got my equity card in 2013, I'm still proud to be an actor. And like, and I audition. I audition a lot less than I used to because I was doing the EPA circuit and the ECC circuit and throwing so much spaghetti against the wall and nothing was sticking and I was exhausting myself. And one of the things about being a multi-hyphenate was like, I didn't have to do that anymore. I didn't have to waste energy by going to shows that I thought I could do or thought I had to do. Mm-hmm. And so now I create performance opportunities for me and I go on an audition that I feel is really right for me. I don't need to. And that's not that's not telling any other person that their career is not valid. Right. That's not saying like, oh, you know, for those of you that are going to every EPA East to see like that's no, I'm not saying that for me personally, I was yeah. finding other opportunities to tell stories and be just as happy. Yeah. And in my, uh, my friend's eyes, I was not an actor anymore. Mm. And I was like, I'm paying equity twice a year. So I think I'm still an actor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think I'm still paying my dues. So I'm an actor and I'm proud to be an actor too. Like, yeah. You know, I think actors are warriors. Artists are warriors. Yes. Literally. I mean, what we do takes so much. And I I try to explain this to, you know, my friend circles that that are not performers. And I try to explain what it's like living here in New York and, you know, kind of what the hustle and, you know, what the city is like. And yeah, yeah it, it just takes a lot. It takes a lot. It really does. It really does. But one of the things about you know, being in the city 
and be you know I, I I wrote about this in a in a um it had been a year since I had photographed Idina's Carnegie Hall um concert and the way that was the second time I had photographed her and both story both times are really crazy stories and um and so I had I had written on Facebook that I don't like playing it cool. I don't. Mm-hmm. Because this industry, despite the bullshit, is magical. Yeah. And what other industry do you have the power to say, I'm a multi-hyphenate. I do all these different things and I'm my own boss. Like no other industry, you know? Right. So, you know, I really love the magic of this industry and I don't like playing it cool. And I think that you should fangirl and geek out and love and find that passion. Like I still walk Broadway. It doesn't matter who I've worked with, what awards are what, it doesn't matter. I still walk Broadway. And I'm like, damn, it is good to be here. Yes. Because there's so many people who wish they could be here. And I think, you know, just thinking even about TikTok and how many people I've connected with, I've gotten so many messages saying, I wish I could move to New York. I wish I could, I want to live there so bad. And so, yeah, I I definitely agree that you have to celebrate that, that that gift. It's a gift. Even visiting the city, people are like, I, you know, I did uh, the, I was like, what's your, you know, Broadway memory? And people were like, I I haven't even seen a show. Yeah. And I was like. Wow, and here you are on TikTok, like loving that. When I was in middle school, I grew. I, I'm from Long Island, but I ra- was raised in Fort Lauderdale. And there was a period of time, and in this period of time, when I was discovering my my love and my passion for theater, and was doing it, mm-hmm. I hadn't been to New York in years. So I grew up seeing national tours, but not a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. So in middle school, like the peak of my fan, like the fandom, you know. Um, there was this wicked fan board and what we would do is we would like post, you know, um, fan graphics and like, uh, fan stories, fandom and like, you know, first release pictures of like Shoshana Bean or Eden Espinoza's alphabet. But then what we would do is we, we would message each other and, um, get on AIM in the, in the wee hours of the morning and start a file transfer and trade bootlegs. <laughs> I love it. Of the of shows. And then I would like let it go as I would go to school and come back and there would be an, a new show to watch. A new, you know, and um and I and but that was so amazing because it helped me like get to know this it like just see see shows and be a part of the industry even though I hadn't I wasn't a part of New York yet. I and, yeah. you know, it was, it's really wild. And TikTok is sort of that, but in a much more focused and concise sort of an experience. Yeah. And you get to see so many. What I'm loving is that you see so many behind the scenes. Yeah. And you can hear directly from, you know, performers, stage managers, you know, crew and cast. And I think that that's really lovely for especially younger generations who are yeah. coming up and wanting to pursue this as a career field. You know, I, I wish I'd had something like TikTok to see all of this, right? I, right. um, 
my first Broadway show, I think I was 14 and I saw Wicked. It was yeah. the, uh, oh goodness, I saw it in Canada, in Toronto, Canada. It was the tour. Um, and my next Broadway show after that, I think was in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. I saw Book of Mormon at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. And then from there, uh, let's see, I saw Aladdin, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then... After once I moved to New York, I literally you can't catch me anywhere else outside of, you know, the theater district. That was like I live there. So I've seen so much, so many more things now. But like I always think about, man, had I be, had I had more exposure, had I, you know, experienced theater more like earlier in my life, I think I would have totally gravitated to this field much, much earlier. I think, though, that you're in the right spot you're still able to work on yourself and set goals and establish a career you know you have great you have great credits and you're and but ultimately you're developing an audience and it's an audience of your own experiences and your own work and they're going to follow you they're going to follow you to when you do kinky boots again to when you book your first broadway show and then everything that, you know, and to AMDA, you know, like, like there, and then come the perks, you know, like, uh, you know, what's really exciting when you become a micro influencer is like, you get kind of, you get free shit, which is pretty good, (laughs) you know, and people talk to you and you get, you actually do get attention, which is amazing. And, but ultimately what it boils down to is the excitement of, of changing someone of yeah of influencing someone being an influencer is exactly the right word and i think it has a negative impact now because it's like oh you're an influencer but like people actually do get influenced by our choices and our words yeah for sure. I mean, I can name like a handful of people, probably even more than a handful of people who have influenced me and helped me to take the journey that I'm currently taking. So I think that that role is super, super important. And I'm honestly grateful for it. You know, there are parts of social media specifically that can sometimes be a little, you know, maybe unhealthy or, you know, negative. But I think that, you know, the positive things about social media are, are that, you know, there are opportunities to be influenced in in positive ways and you know they're like the the way I even found out about the term multi-hyphenate I hadn't heard it prior to I guess 2019-ish um was the uh TED talk that I saw about um the term and then I also I saw Issa Rae use it in an interview and I'm like well what is that I want to be that and I'm like oh I am that I saw I saw Issa Rae's um I saw it when she brought it up in a in a um in an interview and I, uh, you know, I, it's so, it's so wild to see it grow. It's so wild to see it start to go. And that's why I started this podcast even was because it's like, look, I'm not the only one here who has stories, you know? Right. And again, like the two biggest influencers of, of multi-hyphenation are two guests that I had in the first season and they are two women of color, Cynthia Henderson and Elena Garcia. They are mm-hmm. two women of color because they have had to create their work, most of their work throughout their whole life. And, and uh, it's always been so inspiring. And um, yeah, 
And I just want to make sure that people get their stories out. That And I love – I had one interview with Sophie Thompson, who's a big West End star, and the – the episode wound up just becoming me convincing her that I that she is a multi-hyphenate and that's how I see her because she didn't see herself that way. And oh. I thought that was so brilliant and funny. It's like there are some people that don't even realize right. they are a multi-hyphenate, but my golly, they are and and inspiring so many people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Keisha, you are incredible. Um, I want to make sure that we stay friends and stay working with each other. Like I said, we are going to keep each other. We're going to hold each other accountable. Yes. We're going to create together and it's going to be awesome. And I want to make sure that people know where to find you. So where can we find you on social media and all that jazz? Yes, absolutely. So you can find me everywhere at Kaisha creates. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I guess, uh, YouTube, everywhere, at Kaisha Creates. It's all the same. You are amazing. And after uh, every episode, I like to ask my listeners a question uh, that sort of ties in what we talked about today. Mm -hmm. And um, that they could sort of like go off and think about and maybe this will influence their influence influence we're saying influence a lot maybe this will influence the rest of the day or the week or for the rest of their lives who know who knows Mm -hmm. but my question is how are you able to use social media in a positive way and have it thoughtfully and positively represent yourself and your identity how who what where when why And if you ever have any answers that you want to share, any musings that you came up with, or just want to drop me a note, you can find me on social media at the Michael Kushner or at Dear Multi-Hyphenate. And you can join my rompings around TikTok, which is at the Michael Kushner. And send me a message. Give me a follow. Give me a like. And as always, download Dear Multi-Hyphenate listen to my episodes, give a like, share them, and write a review. Not only can you listen to your multi-hyphenate on Broadway Podcast Network, but you can listen to wherever you download podcasts. And as always, I want to thank the Broadway Podcast Network, Alan, Dory, Britt, Katie, and Stan for engineering this episode. You are all amazing. Continue on shining bright on your multi-hyphenate adventures And I'm sending so much love. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. 
Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.